0: Welcome to the Accra Community Church Podcast. As you listen to God's word today, may it become for you fresh water for your thirsty soul, give you hope to cope, and wisdom to thrive, excel, and become everything God says you are. God bless you as you listen to today's sermon. Today we're talking about sin and its impact. A few years ago, late 2019, when the world was preparing for a new decade, people have set out their plans for a new decade, all the programs, confessions, suddenly we heard that there's a virus in China, Wuhan virus. Suddenly, by January, it has spread over the world, taking over the world and change the face of the earth in 2020. Its effect was so devastating. We all know the story, we saw what happened. And up till now, we are still in our marks and all because of the effect of coronavirus. Coronavirus created pain, isolation, fear, restlessness, insecurity, those virus that appeared more like a crown because it takes over and rules, did not discriminate between rich and poor, great or less, race, creed, religion, whatsoever. Every man, every woman became a victim of this virus. That's a West virus that has lived from us from the beginning. And this is called sin. SIN is far, far more destructive than coronavirus or HIV or any other virus we have known. We are still struggling to find the root cause of coronavirus or COVID-19, we call it, or HIV and so on. Fortunately, the Bible gives us a clear picture of where this particular problem we are confronted with because sin came from. Sin is very devastating. The world that God created to be very peaceful, loving, glorious, and everything that God intended for was destroyed when man chose to sin. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 3 from verse 1 to 7, and I read, Now, the shining one was more clever than any animal of the field that the Lord God has made. It asks the woman, Did God actually say you are not to eat from any tree of the garden We may eat from the tree of the garden, the woman answered the serpent. But as for the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, God has said, you are not to eat from it, nor are you to touch it, or you will die. You certainly will not die, the shining one told the woman. Even God knows that on the day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, And you will become like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree produced good food, was attractive in appearance, and was desirable to make one wise, she took some of its fruit and ate. Then she also gave some to her husband, who was also with her, and he ate some too. As a result, they both understood what they had done, and they became aware that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. This is a story of how God has created a beautiful world and has given man the power. First, he created man in his own image and likeness placed this man in the Garden of Eden and gave him dominion. Represent God on earth. God is the owner and the ruler of all things. But in this creation of the physical world that God has created, man is the God of this world. You are like God, created in the image and likeness of God to dominate, to control, to decide how the world should be. That was the power God has given to man. And man can do this in staying in relationship with God. But the devil was envious of this power because we learned last week that he once occupied the Garden of Eden, but because of his pride and wanting to be like God, he was cast out. The devil came to man who was already like God And told men, or when I say man, I'm talking about mankind, both man and woman, Told humans that if you want to be like God, something the devil desires and does not have, to be like God. But came to the humans and told them, if you want to be like God, you have to obey me. You see, this is how sin works. When sin comes, like coronavirus, The virus enters you and it invades your system, stops you from breathing, I mean, takes hold of your bloodstream and everything, and now takes control of your life. That is how sin came. Bible says that what the devil did was first attack the mind. He made them doubt who they are. You are not like God. And that is why there is a restriction on you. You are not like God. If you have to be like God, break the restrictions. But God created the world based on principles. The Bible says that from Genesis 1, from verse 1, in the beginning God created the world, heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness covers the face of the deep. And God said, let there be light. And God separated the light from the darkness. And everything God created, created it in an order, There was controls, there are principles. The Bible says that the sea is not taking over the land because God told the sea, this is where your proud waves should end. I have put the sand here, and that is where you end. There are controls God put in place because before creation, there was chaos. But God brought order into the chaos and told the man, I have given you power, liberty, to do everything, but stay within the principles. Let order prevail. The envious devil comes in and says, no, order is not what you need. Just follow what I am telling you. Disobey God. rebel, And that is what will make you happy. You will be like God. And so when the devil wants to bring sin into our lives, The first approach is to attack our mind. When the devil takes over our mind, he suggests things to you. Now, the devil comes in and says, has God said? God's word was clear. He says, you shall not eat of this fruit. It is not a suggestion. It was a command. Don't eat it, because this fruit contains darkness. The day you eat it, you shall die. It is not maybe you will die. It is that you will die. The devil comes in and says, has God said it? Generates a discussion. Takes over the mental faculty, the intellects of humans, and says that God has not said exactly what you are thinking, he said. He says, maybe you are not likely to die. And this provoked some emotions in the woman. Mankind was provoked, that's the next level of sin. When the devil attacks your mind, the next stage is to take over, attack your emotions. So, invent the minds, attack your emotions. Then you become anxious, you become desirous, you lust, you, 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 you panic, you fear, you wanted something. Then the devil gets you into a situation where now you are ready to rebel. And then the devil takes over your will. So the Bible says that finally they took the fruit and ate. And they lost the position God has given to them. The Bible says that there are only three things in this world. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 16... He says, for all that is in the world, 15, 16, says, for all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Anytime the devil comes to us, the devil invades our intellect. He brings suggestions to us, gets our emotions, and then gets us to a position where we desire what the flesh wants. Something that will gratify us for a temporary time. When the devil went to Jesus, knowing very well that Jesus is the son of God, and Jesus knows this. The devil goes to Jesus and said, if you are the son of God, first attack the mind to doubt what God has made you. To doubt the position God has put you. If you are the son of God, command those stones to become bread so that it will satisfy your body. When Jesus overcame that one, he came with another one. If you are the son of God, cast yourself from the top of this mountain to the floor so that everybody will know that you are the son of God, the pride of life, so that everybody will know, yay, hey, this is the man of God. The son of God had come. And then he went even further to quote God out of context because he had said that he would give his angels charge over you so that your leg would or your foot would not hit against the stone. So just prove it. Jesus says the scriptures are not to be abused. You should not tempt the Lord your God. All the devil wants is just show off. But Jesus says no. No. We don't just go showing off. Then the devil says, this, this also this is not working. The same temptation that he gave to Adam and Eve is the same one. And all of us are confronted by the same. He went, came again to Jesus and said, okay, now look at the world and its glory. All this I will give to you if you will bow down and worship me. Look at the beauty of the world. It has been given to me. Who gave it to the devil? When man sinned, when Adam surrounded the dominion, the power, the authority that God gave to him and obeyed the devil, the Bible says that the one you obey, you become a slave to that person. And so the man surrounded that power, that right, that authority, the position that God has given to him, to the devil, sin took over the life of mankind. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 12, through one man, sin entered into this world, and death through sin. The moment man, mankind accepted the devil's position, in accepting the devil's position, it was a rejection of God's position. In accepting to obey the devil, it was a rejection of God. In accepting sin, it was the invitation of death. It is the rejection of life. The Bible says that God told them there are two trees in the garden. Apart from all the other trees, there are two which are special. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil which is the tree that makes you lose your innocence. The tree that puts you in a position where you are not neither good nor bad. The tree that makes you no more to be like God. The tree that puts you in a position where you cannot be perfect, excellent. Because God is holy. God needs no improvement. God needs no, not to do anything else to become better. But when you take the fruit of this tree, you get to that position that you are neither good nor bad. Death came into the life of man. And from that day, man created this nature of sin. It is like HIV. When someone gets HIV and there is no um, medication or anything to her, then the child that is born, even though that child is innocent, that child did not do anything to get HIV. The child was born with HIV. It was a transfer until medication came to help save the situation. Unfortunately, with sin, man transfers the nature of sin to all creation. But the Bible says that that is not the end of the story. When man sinned, man lost the position of God. The Bible says that we, sin is all unrighteousness is, all, is sin. The Bible says in Romans chapter 3, verse 4, that because we do not know the righteousness of God, we go ahead to create our own righteousness. But the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 64 that our own righteousness is like filthy rags, our best effort is like filthy rags. Imagine when somebody has dressed properly and thinking, I'm well-dressed. I normally use this example of a white shirt. Why I don't like wearing a white shirt? Because you wear a good white shirt and you think that this shirt is very good. Then you get to somebody and you realize that this is brown shirt. <laughs> that is how our sin compares to the righteousness of God. Our best effort. Why? Because we have been blinded from the day man accepted sin. Bible says that we lost the glory of God. It is like the light has been put off. Suddenly we disconnected from the source. The source of righteousness. The source of what life must be. We lost contact. We are working now in the dark. We are only on reserve battery. We are disconnected from the source. Bible says in Proverbs chapter 20 verse 25, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, which searches the inward parts. Every man is a spirit, but that connection to God enlightens that spirit, brings illumination to the spirit, so that we see better, we see clearer. But because now we are disconnected from the source, the Bible says that for all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. We have lost God's position we have lost what it means to have beauty we have lost what god says we have lost god's nature in terms of love now when somebody says i love you the meaning is something else the greatest bible says that the greatest of all things is love and yet we acknowledge that the most painful thing we have experienced in this world is love the heart breaks The discouragements, the frustrations, the pains that people have gone through is that word called love. But it is the most beautiful thing that God created or God had. It is one of the natures of God. But because we are corrupted, we have lost even what love is. Everything about man is distraction. Our best effort is not good enough. Because we are under bondage. And from the early scriptures that we read, the Bible says that because sin had taken over the control of our lives, we know what is good. In our inner being, we know that something must be done better than the way we are doing it. But we are unable, we have lost the power. There is a control over our lives called sin, which is controlling our lives and preventing us from becoming what God says we are. Sin separates us from God. Sin has separated us from God. It has pushed us far away from God. When Adam and Eve sinned, suddenly the Bible says that they realized they were naked. Suddenly the glory of God left them. They realized how vulnerable they are. But they only could get a temporary solution. Fig leaves to cover their nakedness. But the grace of God was bigger. He gave them something more better than fig leaves. The Bible says that they lost the glory of God, they got separated from God. The man that every day converts with God suddenly has to run away from God. The Bible says that when they heard the voice of God in the garden, they fled. Sin makes us feel guilty. It gives us guilt. Sometimes we try to fight it. We develop a conscience. We try to tell ourselves it, it's nothing. But somehow, some way, it comes back to point fingers at us. The name of the one who introduced sin to us is now Satan. And the word Satan means the accuser. It means the opposer, the fault finder. He introduced you to sin. And after you have lost control of yourself and under the control of sin, the devil stands back and mocks at you and makes a mockery of you and tells you now, see you, I am better than you. We have lost that control. We have lost the the position God has placed us because of sin. We have been separated from God We are now in a position where we feel guilty. Sometimes we sin. We feel guilty. But then the sin comes again. The temptation comes again. We know it is wrong. But we don't have the power. We have lost the willpower to resist. We are feeling guilty. But we go ahead to do it. Because we have lost the control. The devil is in charge. Sin is ruling in our lives. But thank God, that is not the end of the story. Mm -hmm. The worst part of sin is that after it has destroyed everything, the last part is it takes away our lives. Sin ends in death. The Bible says that for the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin. Sin would demand its wages. It would demand justice. Sin would demand that the fact that you have broken the law, the penalty of the law, must be fully executed. The painful thing about sin is that, unlike coronavirus, which ends in death here on Earth, sin goes beyond just the physical. It transcends the physical into the spiritual. It transcends beyond time to eternity. The effect of sin takes us away just not from this life. But even into eternity, it demands that we are punished. Sin brings us death, a permanent separation from God, temporary separation whilst we are on earth, and permanent separation from God after death. That is how destructive sin can be. We live with it. We see it every day. But the Bible says we have become slaves to sin. We struggle, we battle, we fight, we do everything. But we are unable to overcome this thing called sin because it is controlling us. But the story did not end there. The Bible says that for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God, the gift of God, is eternal life. Through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen. Even though sin had taken over, even though the world has come under the control of sin, even though we have lost our position that God originally created for us, just when man sinned, God made a promise. He said, the seed of the woman will break the head of the serpent. There will be deliverance, and there is deliverance. Just like we have seen COVID, we have now um, a solution. Don't know, we can't trust that solution because we can't trust even the sources because the sources are coming from humans who are just sinful, just like all of us. We don't know whether this uh, vaccines are based on greed or it is genuine. There is still insecurity. But when God gives a vaccine, it's a true vaccine. And God willing, we will talk more about this lesson that God has provided. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that at the end of the day, your word says that your eyes are so pure that you could not behold evil. Yet you have provided a cure for sin. Thank you that the word says, thank God through Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, there is a victory over sin, that the power of sin is broken. Thank you that through your word, we are restored even better. We give you praise that sin will not control and continue to rule in our mortal bodies. We give you praise through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon. If it blessed you, share it with a friend. For more information on how to fellowship with Accra Community Church, visit our website, www.accrachurch.org. God bless you.